This episode of the podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Have you had a chance to go stream the the Spies and Declination tape yet? If not, please go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, and check that out. It's awesome. On March 26th at the legendary First Unitarian Church in Philly, From Within Records Showcase, Eco Strikes final show, the record release for Payback, It Is What It Is, Magnitude, Shackled, Simulacra, Worn, Burning Strong, Seat of Pain, Beskar, Final Right, and Off the Tracks. Tickets are still available. Please go click the link in the From Within Records bio to go purchase one. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram. Click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we had to track down our friend Kyle Neeland. He sings for a band called Almighty Watching. He's one of the people behind the new record label, Scheme Records. It's uh, super awesome. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go support them. But it was awesome to uh, sit down and talk to Kyle. It's been a year since he's been on the podcast. I just wanted to get an update on how the band's going. Because if you remember when he came on the first time, uh, we had uh, talked about the band. It was like the early stages of the band. And it's, it's cool to fast forward to a year later to see how much progress they've made. And to hear the music, it's super cool. And if you haven't had a chance yet, please hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Title, Bandcamp, and go stream Doubtless by Almighty Watching and Thank Me Later. But please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Kyle Neeland to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Kyle. How's it going? Yo, it's good, bro. You know, just catching up on things after a long weekend in sunny Tampa, Florida. Yeah, that was a, a pretty insane weekend. I, I'm happy that it, it went down. I'm happy that I got to see you and a lot of other friends. Yeah, it was dope. It was a, it was a big change for me. I mean, you know, this, this isn't a, it's not hot gossip, but my band didn't end up playing, but I still ended up going. But, uh, yeah, it worked out pretty good. It was probably, it was a lot less like stressful, you know, didn't have to like actually play the show. And like initially we were going to drive like there and back. So I wouldn't have gotten home until probably like, I don't know, days right now, what Thursday, I probably wouldn't have gotten back until like yesterday. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually fine with it. <laughs> okay. And uh, since you brought it up, I, I'm just curious, when did you find out that uh, your band wasn't going to play the fest? It was like, it was just up and down. It wasn't like, um, there wasn't like a, like a real concrete point of like being like, all right, yeah, this is it. We're not playing, but just like a bunch of different stupid little things kind of like had come up. Nothing like, not like COVID or anything. It's just like stupid, stupid shit that it, we, we probably could have like, if we like forced it, maybe made it work. But like, there was just a lot of like, you know, extenuating circumstances. It did just get to a point of being like, 
this would probably just be better for everybody if we just we have to drop like it sucked i mean i was definitely like pretty bummed about it for a couple of days and i was bummed when we got there and it was like when i when i got there and it was like a pretty uh you know pretty incredible time as you know funny and i guess it's a little selfish but yeah, no, I, I, t- I totally get it. And obviously, uh, your band wasn't the only one that uh, didn't play the fest that was scheduled to. And it, it was interesting because uh, most everybody's uh, default you know, idea was like, oh, it was something in the band probably got COVID. So that, that, that's cool that you're able to clear that up that um, everybody was fine. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't anything like that. I, I mean, I had COVID like right after the, the Triple B show weekend. Mm-hmm. And so like i mean yeah i mean none of them did i guess but i did and i was totally fine or whatever but excuse me um yeah no it was it was just like a bunch of like i said small stuff just like people's people's lives kind of got like pretty hectic so it was kind of just you know it sucks like but you know it is what it is we're making up for it we have two shows this weekend so that i got like while i was at the fest i like made the shows like happen <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, easy place to network because there were so many people from all over just in one building. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just with, like, I, I was with Sam from Triple B who booked the, the Boston Shore playing on Saturday. And then, uh, obviously, uh, Scanlon, who's the stage manager of FYI, he set up a show for Friday. So I kind of, you know, segued myself into there. It was good, though. It, was, it worked out nicely. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it now. Yeah, for sure. And I'm... Um, I'm sure there's gonna be you know people at those shows who were at the fest who are probably gonna be stoked to be able to catch you guys live. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that'd be like you know it would be nice to play in front of you know there's probably there's probably like I don't know I'm not good at guessing numbers there's probably like 800 people there though when like the opening band started both not maybe not Sunday but Saturday at least mm-hmm. a lot a lot of fucking people but you know yeah I, I remember it'll be a, a good event. Uh, I, I remember walking into the building uh, to set up merch on day one, and one of my buddies—it was his first time uh, at FYA—and he was kind of looking around and he was skeptical. He was like, "Dude, this is kind of a big room. Do you think it's going to be good?" And I'm like, "Trust me, like we're here early. It's going to pack out pretty fast." And then, sure enough, by the time things got rolling, he was blown away at like how yeah. crazy it got in there. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, even like I've been to like you know a few of them, yeah. FYA and other things of that uh, nature, and I was—I mean, I was still pretty, pretty shocked <laughs> when it when it got. You know, it was like it was sick. It was a really good time, but it was just more like like the volume of people was just insane. Yeah, I I just appreciated just the, the good vibes because I it was, it was my first fest uh, since the uh, pandemic started. So to be able to fly across the country. And to be there with a, a ton of other people and just to uh, enjoy it and have it be a, a good time, um, it, it was definitely something that I'll never forget. No, yeah, it was it was definitely dope, man. It was, it's the first like yeah, first like you know mass mass uh, event I've done really. Um, the Triple B weekend thing doesn't really count. It was you know it's just like two big shows as opposed to like you know a fest with like you know six, seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I, I kind of want to double back. Uh, we've been uh, talking about your band um, and anybody who's listened to the last episode you were on, it was almost a year ago at this point, uh, And you had talked about, I, I'm pretty sure you talked about it on air uh, about this band. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely had like, definitely teased it out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like, uh, not, we weren't even like, I don't know. I think maybe we had a song coming out that week, maybe? something like that. You know, like it was right around then though, is when we started like, actually like being uh like active active i guess 
Mm-hmm. And you know, fast forward, writing music. Uh, fast forward to uh, a year later, and you've had time to you know put out uh, you know uh, some songs, some promos. You're on a a, a comp, and uh, now your uh, debut records out. Uh, how has everything been? Is this uh, how you thought things would play out for the band, or are you totally surprised at the reaction that it's been getting? No, I mean, I I I have like. I don't know. I feel like I probably have a pretty good read on like hardcore, I guess. I don't know. I figured some people would like it and like, you know, people would, you know, maybe check it out. And like, if they gave it to ch- people like, you know, who are less, in, you know, less people who aren't, aren't my friends and people who are less inclined to like give me the benefit of the doubt would check it out. I thought they would like it, but it's been really cool in the sense of just like people seem to be really just like open to it. I don't know, which is cool. It's, it's like a little different. It's not like anything crazy. You're not reinventing the wheel, but it's not like uh, I wouldn't say it's like standard for you know hardcore bands like other hardcore bands that are like playing now or like whatever. But I mean, yeah, overall it's been great. People seem to like really like like the the other stuff was like the two because we have two comp songs. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two comp songs, and um, one is on America's Hardcore. The other is on the One Team Unity comp. And those, those, you know, those got some plays and like people were into it and would like hit us up and like talk about it. But like, there's just not a lot to grab onto, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you get people four songs at once, it's a lot more to talk about as opposed to just being like, oh, six song. Like, you know, there's a whole record, there's, a, there's an album art, there's, you know, there's more to it. I think it, it, it's a, a good like tease because when I think, uh, you know, from from you talking about th- this band that you're starting to actually hearing those early pieces of music, it, it, it definitely helped grow my an- anticipation for the band. So I was like, okay, cool. Like they're actually taking this serious and they're putting out, uh, you know, good music. So this is uh, something that I want to keep my eye on. No, yeah, I feel, I mean, like, yeah, that's, it's funny. Cause it's like, it wasn't uh, like non-intentional with like, you know, the, the kind of just like the slow rollout of everything. We didn't want to like, dump it out and like have like nothing come of it and like you have nobody pay like have nobody check it out because it's just like a flash in the pan but it the the draw out of all of it was way longer than than anticipated <laughs> like it wasn't in, we didn't intentionally wait almost a year to have like a record out it just that's just how things go sometimes and we don't we don't have like the record records you know what i mean we have like you can buy it online on the scheme website but wow. And it'll probably be a few months until we actually have the vinyl. Okay. Um, well, um, for what it's worth, uh, the way things have played out, I, I feel like it, it, it's been cool because obviously uh, I, I didn't feel like overwhelmed where I'm like, shit, I have to make time to, you know, listen to it and sit down. Um, you know, I, I felt like things were spaced out, uh, you know, good enough to where um, each time something came out, I, I was still stoked to hear new stuff from you guys. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. That's, I mean, hopefully other people feel the same way and are just like annoyed that we took like, a year to talk about three songs and then be like, Oh, well here's three more because one of the, one of the record songs we did release, um, I don't know. I don't remember how, probably the day of our first show we released our, mm-hmm. our other song, but, but yeah, like it, it's been good though. People seem to like care and like people see, still, you know, it came out two weeks ago. Now people still seem to think it's like pretty cool. And I can still bring it up and still like, you know, follow our Instagram, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I think you guys do a, a good job. Like you mentioned earlier, you're uh, not reinventing the wheel, but you're also not sounding like uh, the crop of hardcore bands that's going on right now. I, I feel like you guys have this unique sound 
for what's going on right now. And that's uh, a big reason, I think, why you stand out and people uh, are, are fucking with it because it, it doesn't sound like anything else currently going on. Yeah, it, that's, I mean, that's sick. Once again, thank you. But it's also, that's like the scary thing of like, you don't know if people are going to like, uh, like, you don't want to give it a chance because it's not like everything else, which is like, like I said, but still, it's not like, it's just hardcore, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing like crazy about it. It just plays like a little bit differently. But the best thing so far has just been like people drawing like comparisons to like, it's not even stuff that like people in the band are into. Like, it's stuff that I'm into personally. But like, and it's really cool that that kind of like shows through because like, I mean, I have like very like little like influence in like the writing process outside of like the lyrics and like how, the, you know, how the vocals are going to go. Mm. So, but you know, I, I do have like a little bit of input being like, yeah, maybe, maybe it'd be cool if it was like this or like whatever. And they're like, you know, you guys are, they're into hardcore and stuff, but like people like saying it sounds like, like still Sue or like mind over matter or something, which is like not exactly true but it's really cool for me because I like those things. And those are things I think about when I think of the band. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it works out. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's great. And I was fortunate enough to have seen you guys live back in October in uh, Wilkes-Barre. And that was cool for me because obviously I'm uh, having you on the podcast uh, last year and hearing about the band and just kind of watching it kind of grow and to be able to catch it live because obviously like i I live in california so it's not like you guys are local to me so i definitely no no uh, yeah so i I definitely took that opportunity to to make sure that i was there up front and watching guys live and like like i told you when i saw you uh at fyi uh seeing you guys live i I just felt like the songs uh hit different but in a good way so i and i that that's what i would um when i got back home like all my friends were like asking like oh like how was almighty watching live and i was trying to explain to him i'm like the songs are good. I know you like the record, but like, just wait till you uh, see them live. Like it, it just, it's just a whole different experience. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I even feel the same way of like when we're practicing and stuff where I'm just like, damn, this feel like, it's like one of those things though, with like recording music. I mean, this is not, this is probably, it's not unique, but it's probably isn't super common, but like before we record vocals and stuff, I generally don't like practice the song. Like, I write, they write the music, they record the music, and then me and Matt, the guitar player, kind of like work out how the vocals are going to go. And I like, you know, I write lyrics to fit, like whatever. Um, but like, so it's like the songs kind of change in practice when I'm like actually like, because I have to practice, like people give me a lot of shit for it. Too, it's really funny. So my voice is kind of like fried right now. Um, this isn't from like literally like a week ago or like a week and a half ago. Uh, but I practice like vocal app app practice because like otherwise it'll be all messed up. And uh but yeah, the songs like change and they just they they sound and feel so much better once I'm like playing the full songs at practice. And then the record kind of like you feel a little diminished on your end, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, seeing the reaction, I, it was something awesome to, to to see people like you know. Uh, into it and you know uh, going crazy live because yeah it, it just made for my first experience seeing you guys live uh, you know like a good time that's why I was so stoked to see you guys at FYA like uh, you guys are like all, Almighty Watchmen was one of like the uh, bands I, I really wanted to see because like I said earlier it's not like I get to see you guys that yeah, often it, it, it really seemed like uh, there was like there's a few people that people it's it's cool you know when people I know are like excited about it there's a lot of people who I had I've never met before who were just like oh fuck you're not playing i was like ah, i don't my bad man <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. like 
hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll get to like make it up with like, you know, other shows. It's just kind of like, you know, hopefully not shooting ourselves in the foot too much with like not playing. Cause you're supposed to play um, on that. We, we were supposed to drive down to Atlanta and play on the Thursday before FYA. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had gone to that show also cause I'd flown in and out of Atlanta. Um, so I'd gone to the show with restraining order and uh, it was awesome. And I was like, just the whole time I was like, fuck, I wish we were playing this show, man. But you know, once again, it's just how it goes. Yeah. And uh, as far as playing shows, do you guys have like aspirations to, uh, to do a tour or maybe do like a regional thing out West? Um, it's kind of, uh, maybe not aspirational. It's kind of like, yeah, if we can make it happen, that would be cool. We don't, we're pretty realistic with the band. I think, I mean, these things are realistic playing California. It's like so crazy, but you know, we don't, we don't get too far ahead of ourselves as far as like planning. It was, it's always kind of like, Hey, if we can make this thing work, that would be pretty cool. Like, um, right now though, we have these two shows this weekend in Long Island, Boston, or Cambridge and uh, we might have a couple things in March also, but nothing. Oh, we have, we have, I think we're playing Connecticut in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But aside from that, there's no, we're not so far out. You don't like with like, you know, how things are in the world. It's kind of like tough to like plan like super far in advance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I like the option is there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it would be cool, but um, obviously uh, I'm not sure. What a little the... biased. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I'm just no, not, like I, I would love to see you guys out here because obviously I, uh, I I feel like kids out here um, are are pretty in tune with what's going on. So I'm sure if uh, somehow oh. you, you guys made it out, uh, you guys would have well, that, like, a yeah, good reaction. That's the thing too with with having the record out. Um, like you were talking about the the Wilkes Barre show, the Glenn Line or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it that was sick. It was awesome. Like people seem to watch and like be into it, which is cool. But like we only had three songs out yeah. So, and then it's like, we can't, we can't play for six minutes. You know, that's just like absurd. So it's like, we had to play, we played three songs off the record. So it's like, it, it's a little tough. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like playing like half songs that nobody has ever, not nobody's ever heard, but mm-hmm. most people have never heard. Like I sent the record to fucking everybody, but uh, like, yeah, so it's it, it's tough. I think now that we have like actual songs out there that you can stream and like in synchronous, you know, you can re- listen to all seven songs at once or whatever, six songs or whatever. I think it'll be, I think it'll be good for us. I, I mean, obviously, I think it was amazing to say, but I think it'll it'll yield a nice like you know people actually checking it out and like giving a shit. Yeah, and give people uh, the time to actually be able to get to know the music more instead of just hearing those uh you know three yeah, songs that you exactly. had earlier just like hearing one song on like a comp or whatever it's just like kind of you know it's cool but it's like all right yeah but what's next people just have a short attention span too you know yeah no for sure because they're, they're, there's constantly uh new stuff dropping all the time uh you know like but the other day it was yesterday that dead last record dropped and i was saying that posted everywhere yeah yeah for sure i mean that's like that's that's been cooking forever also that was probably I mean, around the same time that we were doing Almighty Watching stuff, like those are those are like some of my best friends in like the whole world. Mm-hmm. But uh, like they, yeah, like it. That's also another one that was just like, you know, they they all have like other bands though too. So it's kind of like I'm not gonna say it was like secondary, but like it wasn't like as important for them to like 
keep uh keep being president like they had that song on the america's hardcore comp and then that was it mm-hmm. so it was kind of like whenever it comes out it comes out kind of thing for them which is still cool the, that just blows my mind like i was like i, I just want to bug scanlon about that band and have them do more because i i've been asked him at, at fya i'm like dude is there gonna be a dead last secret set and he's kind of laughed and he's like dude i'm the only one here from the band um but just, well no D- dylan was there too but yeah 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 it's really funny yeah so um, I, I, yeah, yeah it, it's like they're gonna they're gonna play i think he, he was talking to me today about it so it should be soon hopefully yeah but see and they're one of those bands like i live out west so it's just like ah it's gonna be rare for me to see them but when i whatever oh, i do listen, man yeah you don't you don't know how much scanlon loves flying to california for no fucking reason so you are just you you might be in luck one day i promise Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll just have to bug him about it. And maybe, uh, he'll no, just... no, that guy, he'll, he'll fly to California, like, on like a Friday night and come back on like a Sunday morning. He's, uh, he's twisted. That's crazy. That That's too much. I, I hate flying, like, especially getting to FYA this year was such a hassle because I had to deal with like my flight getting canceled and then I had to buy a new flight the day oh, of. It was, it was like, it was expensive. Yeah, I, mean, I, bought, I, bought my, I bought my flight like two days before I did, had no issue. It was pretty good though. Like, yeah. Oh, it's, oh so you, you got lucky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I, you know, I flew to Atlanta also. So it was like, I think if I had, like, waited to fly to Florida directly, I mm. probably would have gotten screwed. But, you know. Okay. Uh, so I uh, want to talk about the the Almighty Watching record, uh, Doubtless. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so um, obviously uh, you guys are from uh Connecticut and you recorded the um, album in Connecticut. Was that important for you guys to, to keep it local? Cause I know you're um, obviously uh, like a big supporter and you're very prideful of um, that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's important to me for sure. Um, more so. Well, okay. So here's, here's the deal. It's uh, our drummer, Chris. Uh, he, he has like a recording setup that he's been like trying to like, use more frequently and take more seriously, which has been awesome. Like he's, he does a great job for like, you know, for like his experience. So it's like, you know, it's, he recorded the first two songs, like recorded and mixed the first two songs. I'm sorry, recorded, excuse me, recorded the first song and mixed it and then recorded the second song we had it mixed. So that's probably not whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. But so he did a great job. So it was kind of like, why are we going to mess with like a good thing? You know what I mean? Like his recording space is our practice space. So it's like, we have all of our gear there. We have all the stuff. He has his computer there and like his mics and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, it, you know, being in Connecticut is important, but it was more so important that we do it like ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. and ourselves being him. I, I, I don't know how to do that shit, but you know, he, he's like a huge integral part of the band that it, it, I wouldn't want to like, I don't know. I wouldn't want it done any other way that would like, cut him out of the equation you know in any way mm. so i mean imagine imagine as long as we're a band we will be recording with him but for the record itself for doubtless um he he's great he's new to it but like you know we were going we were being pretty ambitious with the record we had like a lot of like different you know guitar tracks and things like whatever random stuff that i also one thing I don't understand he got a little in the weeds with it and uh it was a little, like, a little tough for him towards when I needed it for like a deadline. And it was like, honestly, like a fictitious deadline because the record didn't go to like press or anything for like a while. So it's basically like, you know, I, I rushed him and I probably shouldn't have. So, but whatever. So it came down to basically being, I had hit up Anthony Burke. He plays in BL End All and Seed of Pain, a bunch of other bands. Um, 
he's like a, he's been mixing and mastering stuff for like you know a lot, a lot longer than our, than our drummer so and he's my good friend so he was like yeah i would love to see like the band and everything so he he mixed it and mastered the, the record for us and i think it came out awesome yeah no i'm i i, I like the recordings i don't think they sound bad at all so I, I i think you guys did a good job yeah he i mean he he's like a real pro and like you know he kind of like knows what he's doing um but yeah like it i think he he did like without without like pestering him to like all hell and like making him change a billion things he did like an incredible job you know Hundred percent. That's cool, and I, I can't even imagine. Like for me, because uh, obviously, like I uh, edit and mix and master the audio for the podcast, and I've been doing it for a while, but I still feel like I have a lot to learn because everything that I, I uh, everything that I know how to do, it's all been self taught through YouTube and Reddit, and um, and I'll I'll, I'll try to pick uh, people's brains that like know about like audio stuff, like behind the scenes, just to see if I'm doing things like you know proper and. Uh, yeah of course i mean it's it's kind of like you know and hopefully people are like receptive to like helping you do like a little bit better every time which is sick yeah and uh and i i put it out there I, i'm not afraid to ask questions uh to gain uh, the knowledge exactly. that, you know because like I, i'd rather uh have the answers instead of just trying to figure it out on my own if i could lean on people that know what to do yeah i mean that's like i mean one thing that, that ties back to just like the whole band everything basically is like the whole thing is about doing it ourselves. It's kind of like probably like our main intention. And it's like doing it yourself doesn't mean like never asking for help and like never, uh, you know, if there's an advantage to be gained from like working with somebody you're friends with, there's, there's literally nothing wrong with that in any way. So it's mm -hmm. like, but yeah, so it all just ties back in. Okay. And I uh, have to ask about the title track for the record because uh, that's my favorite song. Uh, can you talk about uh, like what that song means and uh, did you choose the name of the song first or was it like the name of the album first then it became the title uh, dude, of the, the song? songs were the, show, the songs literally weren't named uh, until like uh i don't know like after christmas maybe on christmas i named them okay because it got to a point where they needed names um <laughs> yeah no the names were just like so 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 secondary and they they're i think they're fitting um for the most part um I mean, that song specifically, dude, it's like, it's so funny because the songs are like crazy subjective. It's not like, I don't know. They're not like, like, a, like they're not easily drawn out of just being like, oh, fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. They're, uh, I don't, you know, it's like even like, because also, so I write a bunch of lyrics. I write like a bunch of like notes. I have a note app just full of like blocks of text. And then Matt, the guitar player, is really good with help. Cause, dude, I don't have any idea of how to like write a song. So he kind of like helps me place it all together and make it work. And then helps me like fill in the blanks. And like, you know, him and I work together going back and forth, trying to get like good stuff. So it's like things that I'm saying in the songs definitely like shift a little bit mm -hmm. with like, you know, with like phrasings and stuff. We got, I got this question like a while ago about the last song on the record. And I kind of, I, I think I overly specified, which is, you know, I would hate to do because it's like, the meaning does change and like things do are are pretty subjective for like you know i guess how you read it but mm. i mean the song doubtless is, it, it, i don't know it's a it's a song about like, about like internal struggle i guess which is like pretty broad and kind of stupid to say i guess but you know it's uh 
yeah, it's just tough. It's uh, the songs are not they're not easy easy things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I totally get it. But you you mentioned an internal struggle. I I don't think that's dumb because I'm sure everybody goes through it every day with uh, yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. I feel like that's so broad, you know, and like, but it's yeah, it's it, it's it's a song about like internal struggle and just kind of like not like positivity and pushing on, but just kind of uh, I don't know, like coming to peace with pushing and like having to you know mm-hmm. like things are things are just going to be inherently difficult in life it's just kind of just is the nature of things it's just you know things probably will not be easy unless you're very lucky so it's uh you kind of got to uh, just come to peace with uh you know having to fight that fight all the time yes. probably as apt as i can say it you know at this point in time mm-hmm. yeah no well i, I, I don't know uh, appreciate that and it's cool um you know because obviously um people will listen to the song and uh will interpret it their own way uh which is awesome because obviously uh they might see things from a different lens so i, I think that's part of the fun when it comes to things like music yeah exactly that's why i don't want to like i don't want to like overdo it and say something like crazy and be like oh it's specific about this specific situation that happened to me because it's not what it is it's it, it is just like kind of like abstract thought <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> Okay, I wanted to ask you because um, you, you had that uh, de facto record release scheduled. Did that actually happen? Because I, I know the Pain of Truth Terror tour got canceled. No, no. no. Uh, I tried. I mean, I tried to make it happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool. We got asked. That was like through. There's like um, like there's like a like a like a concert promoter in Connecticut that had gotten that show. Who was like, it's like a large company, but a good friend of mine, like an older Connecticut Harper guy, works there, and like he's like, yo. You know any bands I want to play? And I was like, yeah, my band will play our records coming out that day, and like we're leaving for for like our quote unquote tour, you know, two shows, um, and, a, and like a day or two after. So I was like, it'd be a really good way to like springboard into like the new year. But yeah, no terror, terror couldn't play, so I don't think the show probably would have like done super super well with just paying through the bigger, it's a bigger venue also. Mm-hmm. So, and like once again, it being a concert promoter, they have no interest in like you know. 100 kid hardcore show they like they don't give a shit so but still yeah it sucked that it didn't happen i tried to like pivot the show to another spot and it just kind of like you know fell apart and then i got to a point where i was like all right i, I don't care i'm not i'm not putting more effort into this than than i have to right now yeah unfortunately just... so it's we're, we are playing another show in connecticut that's for some reason not announced yet but it should be you know it's probably about a month from now the show and that'll be in connecticut and that'll be like our quote unquote record release hopefully you know depending depending on if it happens or not or depending on if you do yeah 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 like depending on yeah depending on if it happens and like just kind of like how it shakes out like um it's not like obviously record release is not like it's not essential but it is kind of like a it's just something that i would like to check off you know like a show in connecticut for kids in connecticut who want to like come and see us or whatever Mm-hmm. And like you know, I, the the only the only constraint on that is like I don't want to have a record release. I mean, we will play a show when we get the physical records, which should be like a few months from now. We will play a show that's just kind of like this is our show that we have records at. But you know, our record dropped on January second. I don't want to play like a quote unquote record release in fucking you know in uh, July or whatever. You know. I think it could still work because what I, I think when it comes to any band, a, a record release show is a, an important marker because uh, it's it's a celebration of the album. Uh, so 
I, I, I think you guys should do it, obviously. Um, uh, you know, next month, hopefully things uh, are permitting and it does happen. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying too. It's kind of just like we don't know how things are gonna like go with you know people uh, not wanting to do shows or like mm. venues not wanting to do shows. But yeah, it, it, ideally it would be a it would be a nice thing to have to say we did. Kind of like, you know, the the terror show really would have been perfect because like you know it's like it's a good show. The band that was opening Zipper it's like pretty cool. They're like kind of different in the sense that they're like a punk band in Connecticut that like wants to play hardcore shows, which is like pretty pretty rare <laughs> usually it's pretty like they're pretty like separate events so that was cool and like paint a truth to like my friends and you know i, I love terror so it would have been just you know it would have been a nice four band kind of deal yeah it would have been a nice good mix but uh it, it is interesting that uh we're in this uh point in time where uh, obviously, uh, shows, uh, not all shows, but, you know, I, I know some shows that have been getting canceled due to the ongoing pandemic because for a while it seemed like cool, full steam ahead. Uh, there's fest, um, happening, you know, tons of fest announced, uh, you know, international here in our country shows happening everywhere. And then we get this little, um, hiccup and it's just like, okay, things are getting pulled left and right. And now it's like, everybody's kind of like on guard because it's just like, uh, I, I know some yeah, friends that are supposed to, you know, fly out to do like a week tour, but like venues were getting scared. So they had to pull out because if the venues are pulling out, there's no point to fly out to do like two or three dates when they had like, you know, six or seven shows booked, you know? Yeah, of course. It's kind of like it is. It's kind of like a game of chicken, though. It comes down to being like, well, are we going to get afraid and not do it? Or is the venue going to get afraid and not do it? Which like people are totally reasonable to be, you know, they had to feel whichever way they, they feel. Mm-hmm. But it definitely does suck. And there was that was a lot of the stuff with FYA. It was a lot of people kind of being like, "How could you do this? Whatever." And like, yeah, I get it. But also, people need to understand that there's no like a like corporate backing behind something like FYA. It's just Bob working like tirelessly through the year. You know, as much as I will like rip him and just give him like the most brutal of a hard time constantly, it's I would never want to do that. You know, I'm thankful that he does. But more people need to kind of like understand that it's like not an easy thing that you can just go, well, we'll just pull the plug. It's, uh, you know, we'll flush all this down the toilet just because, you know, whatever. And like, you know, everybody's side should be considered, but people need to, you know, think about the human aspect of it, I guess. Yeah. I honestly, I, I understood uh, why people were selling their tickets because, uh, you know, they didn't feel comfortable going, which, you know, no, no disrespect to your thing. Uh, but it, it, I, I felt like I didn't see that much hate for the fest until like afterwards where people were saying that like, yeah, like it was yeah. like, I mean, I mean I was people up there, people are sad that they missed out. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was just uh, strange to me. Cause I was like, dude, like, why are people talking crap? Uh, you know, now, <laughs> and I think like one of the funniest things that I saw was, uh, somebody was talking crap about, um, uh, he's my friend, uh, but, uh, people were talking crap about the singer of tsunami, uh, it was like some girl was like tweeting that she saw him like well, like by himself like at the fest or just like chilling minding his own business and she was like yeah this guy's not hard at all he's just over here by himself on his phone joke, man. I, yeah I, I also became privy to that and I was like this is this is like funny I don't like I don't I'm 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 the world you know well, I guess the hardcore world I mean the regular world too mm-hmm. but find new ways to to impress me every single day so yeah I I, I thought leave, leave the guy alone. He's not a, he's not like a, he's not a celebrity. He's not like a public figure. Like just a guy, a guy in show, mind business. Yeah. It's crazy. But I think one of the funnier things that I saw was, um, I I forgot who it was. Um, but, but I think, uh, Marty Williams had posted 
I, I don't even know who it was, but it, like it was just like from like the stage, and there was like hella people in the crowd, and some girl out replied, "Is that shackled?" And that was just the funniest thing. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. yeah it, it was just this, great. This, this, is a, this is a cool question. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, uh, I guess it could be. I don't know. Yeah, it was cool, but I'm, <laughs> but I like because I it got back to um you know obviously like members of the band and everybody was like yes that is shackled, <laughs> um but it, it was just, that was just one of the funnier things that I saw because it wasn't negative or anything it was just some person who was clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of time, I guess. Yeah, but I will be back. I, I love that fest. I was really sad um, that there was no like official sign on the door because uh, I stole a sign from the front door from the one that happened in 2020 because I wanted a souvenir because I had like such a good time. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I was definitely looking for a, a, another one this year to take home with me, but th- they didn't have one. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was it was a good time though. Really, I mean, you know, uh, you know, it's like. It's, uh, you're always going to have some adversity with things like that. People are going to have things to say, but I'm, I'm glad that it, you know, it went off. It was, you know, seem, seemingly without a hitch, like things, nothing horrible happened. And, you know, yeah, nothing, no, nothing that I know of. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's, uh, it's Bob works really hard and like, you know, people need to recognize that it's not like an easy thing to do. You can't just like, you know, pull it out of your ass. Yeah, uh, especially if, if you look at the bands that he got, like I always argue that uh, Turnstile and Vane are you know uh, two of the top three biggest bands in hardcore right now, and then to get a uh, you know like a, a legendary band like um, E Town to to play uh, and everybody just to get to this one place, I I think like he he deserves a, a lot of uh, you know respect to be able to pull that off you know year after year. Obviously not twenty twenty one. Not his fault, but uh, you know all the other years that he's done. It, it's not easy to to do a fest, let alone book a show. I, I've tried to book, uh, I think like four shows in my entire life, and they all failed. They never even happened. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't pay me money to book FYI, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, you could, but it has to be like like so much money that like doing the fest would be totally just like fruitless. I don't. There's there's no amount of money really you could pay me that would make it worth it to me. Yeah, because you got to think the responsibility of having to just keep every try try to keep everything in order because there's so many moving pieces, right? And, and like he doesn't have like a huge team helping him out. No, I mean you got like people we're friends with, like you know, donating their time and like whatever. People like Scanlon who like really make it run just by like timing wise. He's like a real pro with it. Mm-hmm. But really, it's just you know, not an easy thing. And you know, it's it's cool that somebody wants to do it. I guess. Yeah, no, for sure. We gotta uh, appreciate people like him who are willing to put in that kind of effort to to just basically give back to like the entire scene because uh, he doesn't have to do FYA. He he chooses to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, and going back to the band, uh, I, I'm I'm curious about yeah, yeah. the the cover. Yeah, enough gassing up, Bob, bro. <laughs> no, no more, no more good talk about Bob. Okay, we'll 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 put that on the back burner. But uh, the no, that <laughs> uh, the cover of Doubtless, uh, I, I'm I'm curious uh, uh, what that photo um, is of because obviously I, I can see some people, but uh, like can you talk about uh, where it was taken and who took that photo? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll demystify this for everybody. Um, just just here though, I'm not gonna tell anybody else. Um, so we played Philadelphia at um, Kilimoka. It's like um. It's just like an art space in Philadelphia that I think like Diplo owns or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
cool spot. It's really funny because we, we played there with Cedar Pain and Envision. This was a few months ago at this point. And uh, uh, so, we, you know, great show. It really was, like, awesome. But another time, you know, the scoundrel Bob Wilson really did us a favor and, like, booked, like, a really, really sick show for us. Um, but, yeah, so it's just this, like, art space in Philadelphia. Not a huge room, but it's really cool. And I, it's funny, after the fact, I had realized I'd seen Blacklisted there, like, years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the same place. That's so fucked up. But um, so they have like a projector on the on like the wall that you can play like you can play like a video behind you like while you play you know be funny or whatever and uh, the guy wouldn't let us play any videos which is pretty funny but uh, so it was this kind of like this weird like uh, I don't know this like repeating effect so basically it was like filming us and then filming it on the wall mm-hmm. so it, it created this like you know this like telescoping effect of like the same picture like five times so i i thought it looked really cool um i mean obviously there's no secret that like we're like influenced by burn i mean personally i'm like artistically hugely influenced by burn and like as a band um the cover of that the, the burn seven inch is also just like a video still like so it's you know and you i never realized that until like way later i was doing like an interview with this dude Sasha jenkins and i think he's the one who filmed it um and it's like you I never kind of realized. I thought it was just like we were like scrambled static. And you look close, you're like, oh no, you can see like Chaka there like holding the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it looked really cool. So I had asked my friend Taylor Harwood, uh, North Carolina hardcore legend. Um, I asked her, I was like, yo, while we're playing, can you just take like a ton of pictures? And she did. She sent me like fucking two hundred pictures. It was horrible. Um, so I just like sifted through all the pictures until I found one that like had enough going on with us and then it also had like a nice visual effect so and then i you know messed with it obviously and did all that myself and made it look you know halfway presentable pictures were really blurry as she said all those, but you know to make it work and i'm uh, i'm curious so were there any like runner-up photos that could have um, been the cover uh, probably they were all like basically the same mm-hmm. but like with me in different stages of uh making weird movements so i was like that one wasn't too weird also didn't want like there was like some with like other stuff in them i didn't really want to like like with like you know like the back of my shirt was showing or something i wanted like a follow-through shirt um i didn't want like anything drawing attention away from the image you know mm-hmm. the text or like shirts or like people's head in the way but uh my friend you can there's a there's like an outline of a fitted on the front it's my friend easton eric's head like the backwards hat and I thought that was really important to keep in the picture I could have like scrubbed it out but like now this is this is awesome <laughs> yeah no it's cool I, I I definitely dig it I'm I'm happy to to hear that story uh, but, but I am curious if the person controlling the, the projector um, had let you play the video did you have anything in mind that you wanted to play um, I'm just gonna be honest it would probably have been a travesty if we were able to do the video it would have we wouldn't have the record cover which would have been like hell on me because like it was something i had been trying to think of for like months you know mm-hmm. um i i probably would have put like uh there's a really good youtube channel uh filmed by this dude coco lash on youtube so there probably would have been something really funny in the background uh yeah it would have been no good mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm really glad it worked out how it did <laughs> yeah <laughs> so used to watch like uh like bulldoze at ehs or something 2012 well, they need to watch it, but they don't need to watch it while we're playing. Yeah, for sure. So, like a weird blessing in disguise. What, what would have happened, unfortunately? So. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Well, I, that that's a great story. I'm I'm definitely happy to hear that. And like I said, I'm stoked on the record. Happy that it's out. 
and I'm hoping uh, more people find out about it and get into it. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, I mean, dude, it's honestly been like super like like surprising the amount of people who actually have like checked it out and like have gone as far to buy it, which has been sick. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I expected like some people, there's a lot of people in the world who just like will buy any hardcore record that is coming out in physical like, format. But like, it has been like pretty, pretty dope, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's uh, well-deserved because obviously I, I feel like um, the music speaks for itself. So the fact that, uh, you know, people are, uh, I feel like the fact that it's translating to, to people spending their money, that, that that's a real good sign. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, anybody can listen to it on like Spotify, but like when you put your money where your mouth is and actually like order a record that like, well, for all intents and purposes, you don't even know when you're going to fucking get because, I mean, I have no idea when you're going to get them, you know, not, not a super long time, but yeah. You know, it's going to be a minute until we have physical records. Mm-hmm. It's like much easier to sell, much easier to sell something that you have in your hands, you know, hundred percent. People can hold it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, this, this is the thing that I'm buying. Yeah. And instead of but, just like, you know, for, for, you know people rest easy. I, I won't steer anybody wrong. I'm not going to like sell you some bullshit. Yes. Um, I'm sure that people will be happy to hear that, but I, I want to, I'm sure. <laughs> want, want to talk to you about the, the label. Um, because obviously, oh, cool. uh, for for a new band, uh, you could have gone in like the most general direction and tried to get on a like already existing label. But uh, I, I'm curious, why did you decide to uh, start your own label? Uh, yeah, I mean, for that reason, I mean, you basically said it. It's like if I wanted to, Alex from Streets of Hate would have done it in like a second. He had like an offer, he still offers, and it's just like, but that's just because he's like you know my best friend and like. Mm-hmm. Anybody, anybody I'm friends with was totally down to do it. Having heard like the demos and then like the, um, like the song, the original songs that we had, everyone was down to do it. And I'm sure you know whatever, which would have been like really cool and nice. And I do appreciate people being interested enough to like put their money out and like do something for us. But like once again, the whole thing doing it ourselves is is very important to at least to me. I don't mean these guys, they you know they don't care either way. I don't think they're not like. You know, they're not fiend into being on like a cool hardcore label. They don't give a shit. So it's, it was more so just coming down to being like, yeah, this is the thing that I want to do. And like doing the label side of it and like also, I guess, the art side for the band is kind of like, uh, like that's half of it, half of this for me. Like, I don't like, I feel like singing in a band. Like, I don't, I don't care. It's not something I'm like passionate about, you know what I mean? But I, I do really like, uh, like, putting my art out there through my band and then like also the, the label stuff like you know it's no secret I'm just like very into like hardcore hardcore labels I guess too is like a thing that like I have an interest in I don't know it's it, it's a it's an all-encompassing package for me really at the end of the day like everything ties back to it and like I wouldn't do one without the other I guess okay yeah no that's that's really awesome and it's, here. the labels also the label I gotta I, have, I do have to put, put respect so I don't get lost on it but okay. the label is me and my friend Chris Albin who used to do Reconsider Records they put out like the first fight record and like most of the Jukai stuff mm-hmm. and uh, he's like the real like he knows what he's doing <laughs> like he used to put out records and, like he used to do it for like a living kind of um, so he he really like knows what's going on I'm more so just being like hey I want to do this thing with this specific record. He's just like, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Okay. And for people listening, uh, 
I mean, you guys uh, have a, a, a website and I, I wanted to read something that you guys wrote on, on your website and just kind of get your uh, thoughts on it. Is, is that okay? Cool, cool. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> okay, so um, on the, the website, uh, you guys have written, uh, here at Scheme, we strive for doing it the old way, showing respect to get respect, no weird vinyl colors, no fancy rollouts or sales gimmicks. And in doing it the old way, we've opted for this record to take six months longer than we had intended to uh, for it to be released. Right, and then it goes on. But just like that first section, I, I feel like that is really important uh, uh, for a statement for you guys to to make because obviously um, uh, labels do it like a million different ways. But I just like that you guys are just trying to keep it simple and just yeah, straight to the point. I mean, we're- we're friends with some of the worst, uh, the worst offenders of the scene, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's just how people choose to do things. That's, that's, it's, it's, got, it's no like slight to them. You know what I mean? However you make your money is fine by me, man, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I personally just have no interest in like a million different colors, like a million different covers of a record. And like, honestly, the, uh, the almighty watching records that we had, we did we did have um we had 20 records available at fya that i had brought with me regardless of playing to sell and uh i got 20 more for the connecticut record release but they were uh more of like an advanced press and they have like a different cover and different labels and stuff but that was like out of sheer necessity as opposed to just like it wasn't like a gimmick you know Mm -hmm. i just wanted to have records for the shows that we were playing so i made it you know made it happen man I'm happy that you're able to, to bring those out because I know a lot of people were uh, excited to be able to pick up a, a copy at the fest. But yeah, no, I, I definitely like what you're doing because obviously, uh, you know, the, uh, the Almighty Watching Datlas was the first release on the label. Uh, but going forward, are you looking to sign other bands or uh, like how's it going to yeah, work like in that aspect? No, for sure, for sure. I mean, like, I definitely want to do things. I mean, I would like to do things for, like mostly Connecticut bands, but that's not like fair to, to Chris. Chris is like a Long Island guy, or Alvin, sorry, mm-hmm. um, is a Long Island guy. So, I mean, if, if it was just my call, it would just be only Connecticut bands. Um, but yeah, he, we, we talk about things. We actually, to be fair, I mean, not just Connecticut bands, but it's like we have, um, we have a tape coming out, which is like, we don't want to be a tape label. It's just kind of like, the way these things shake out right now mm-hmm. records take too much time <laughs> unfortunately so and that there's like you know there's there is stuff that you don't want you don't need to commit to a record all the time you know so we do have some stuff coming out for it's this magnitude side project called search for purpose that they used to be, they they have like a whole record and everything mm-hmm. but uh that like came out like a while ago people i mean people have probably heard it, it it's good um, but the, the guitar player Matt, who plays in both bands, he sings in Search for Purpose and plays guitar in Magnitude. He wrote some new songs for him and told me about it. And I was kind of like, yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely down to like do something with it. It would suck for it to like not do anything. So we'll have some tapes for that eventually, and like online stuff, you know, maybe like a shirt or something. Okay. Oh yeah. And I j- just curious, uh, where does the name for the label come from? Um, we bounced back and forth on a bunch of shit. I'm pretty sure Alvin came up with it. I would have to check. But uh, I'm pretty sure he came up with it, and it's just like it's honestly the sickest name ever. Like we like we could not have come up with a better name. I don't think. Just, I I really wish I knew the exact origin of it. It just sounded really cool, and like mm-hmm. it seems. And like when I typed it all out and everything, it made logos. I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Perfect number of letters. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I I I think it sounds cool. Rolls off the tongue good, and I feel like. Uh, 
seeing those orange hoodies for the first time at uh, SWB. I'm like, okay. So it's like, whenever I, I see that out in the wild, I'm like, all right, I, I didn't know what that is. That's awesome. Yeah, we, yeah, that, that was, that was cool that like people actually like cared and like wanted like label stuff. Well, that's the thing too. We don't really, we don't want to go, um, cause we're guys who like, we, we do like like, you know, clothes and like fashion stuff and like mm-hmm. things like very much streetwear and stuff like that. But like, we don't want to go like, overboard with that stuff as far as the label's concerned even like i don't want to go overboard with like somebody watching stuff because it's like i don't want to make a bunch of crap just to make a bunch of crap you know i would like to be very like intentional and like whatever but uh yeah we, we made shirts and people actually like, wanted them which was really nice yeah no i i, I think it's cool people uh want to show support and rep the label so um and yeah you, you, i guess it can be like a fine line. You don't want to be like a or turn it into like a clothing brand because I know there's like some bands yeah, and labels I mean, exactly. out there. There's, there's there's just too much like not like literal pollution in the world, but it's kind of just like there's just too much stuff out there. You don't have to make a thing for everything. It's just it's just unnecessary kind of. Mm-hmm. And like if you want to do that, that's fine. Like I really don't. It does not fucking matter to me, man. And like this isn't like. This isn't how me and Alvin like make money, you know. It's just kind of just like a thing that we're like passionate about, and we kind of want to try and like retain some of that passion as opposed to like turning into something where we're just like farming money out of like not to say we would go, you know, not to say we would sell a ton of shit, but it's just like it's just not necessary for us right now. Maybe yeah. in the future it will be. Mm. Yeah, no, I I totally <laughs> get that. You know, I, I had somebody at the fest, which was like kind of awkward. They like legit asked me, they're like, "How much money do you make from the podcast?" And I was just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, it's just like, yeah, it's not kind of gauche, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't, it's none of your business. Like, you don't need to kind of feel money. That's fine. Yeah. And, so that's, it, and that's also what I'm saying too is like, I don't care how my friends make money. Good, good on them. I'm really happy for them. But it's just like, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter too much to me. Okay. I'm, and I uh, appreciate you talking about the, the band and the label i'm hoping for you know obviously great things for uh, the future of both because obviously the the band's awesome and i love the label so far so i'm definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys have in store for the future but i want to talk to you that, oh yeah you're you're welcome but i, I want to talk to you about some uh younger bands from your area that uh, i know you uh oh, well i, I, I love that know you have uh, a, a hand in doing some uh, like some of the layouts for uh, there's a band called uh, broken vow yeah, yeah, they're, um, I don't, it's funny, I don't really know it super well. Um, the the drummer, the former drummer, who was like a kid that I kind of knew, mm-hmm. he had hit me up and like reached out. Basically, he handled everything with that with me. Um, but yeah, they're really cool. I mean, I think that record came out awesome. They That was a split release between New Morality Zine, which Nick is like somebody I've worked with a bunch for like the first Wolf of Mall record and then some more, more recent stuff that's not announced yet. Um, but he's, he's always been like, super kind and supportive and a nice guy really also with almighty watching stuff too um and then Sunday drive the dude jonathan i don't i don't know him really at all but we had emailed back and forth when i was doing the label and he's like a he's like a very very good graphic designer he helped me a lot with that like he was super super like helpful with kind of like pointing out things and like people are really so afraid you know, well, it's also a lot of times people don't actually know, and I don't. I really don't want to be told, uh, like, you know, what to do as far as graphic stuff as people don't have a fucking clue. But this guy very much has a clue, and he was basically kind of like, "Hey, man, maybe if you fix this, it would look a little bit cleaner, a little bit nicer." And it was like so beyond helpful. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And they made the they made like the final product for that. Like, so I'm actually waiting for those records right now. They should be here soon. 
Um, but yeah, I had seen pictures. Like my brother had gotten sent me pictures. Um, but yeah, it looks like I think it looks so great and like just so like clean kind of. Mm-hmm. And does that get you excited for obviously like the the future generation uh, of hardcore, knowing that there's these younger kids, especially from your local scene, um, you know, reaching out? Yeah, I mean, straight up. Oh, definitely, dude. Like they they're they they seem. I mean, like I think they're like a pretty good band. You know, it's not exactly my thing, but like mm-hmm. I think it's they they're doing something different as far as Connecticut goes, and like. I do. I literally like that they're, they're kids that I don't really know. You know what I mean? I'm pretty old. So it's kind of like knowing every young kid is a weird and be <laughs> kind of like, uh, like, you know, it, outside of being weird, it's just like a little disheartening. You're kind of like, damn, where are the kids that like are into things that I don't know about? And like, where are the kids who are like doing something different and like they're outside of my radar? So it is, it's kind of cool. Like when they popped up, I was kind of like, oh, they're doing like, there's like kids doing like a weird 90s band, I guess. Like that's, that's different, whatever. So I, I'm, I, I'm fully, 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 fully supportive of that. You know what I mean? And like they, they're the kind of band too, like they will play any show, which is sick. Like they have no ego about anything. Um, I have a huge ego. I, I won't play anything. So <laughs> it's, it's really good. And like, yeah, it definitely gets me pretty excited. And it's like also cool that they reached out in the first place and like asked me. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's cool too because they, um, I had on the the singer Tommy uh, a couple weeks ago, and they obviously respect the history and, and uh, they also um, love their scene just like you do. So for, for them to, to reach out and, and you know keep that aspect local, um, it, it was important to them to do that. So I I think it's cool because I, I feel like, um, I used to only think of like you and Grady when it came to your scene, but now as like things are moving along. I'm finding out about these newer bands that are popping up and finding out that these young kids have the same passion as the people that have come before them. It, it's really cool to see. Cause I, cause I think it's important yeah, to, yeah, to be I mean, proud of, of where awesome. you come from. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And it's kind of like, it's a good thing. It's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty uh, passionate guy, I guess. I really, you know, I, I do care about like Connecticut and like hardcore and stuff like that. But like, once again, I'm not ancient, I'm pretty fucking old though. And it's kind of like, I don't want to have to be the guy uh, carrying the torch the whole fucking time. <laughs> and it's like, I really, you know, I, I personally do try and be as supportive as I possibly can for these people, like younger people. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you know, people were the same to me back, you know, back then. So it's kind of like, you know, but you also have to do, you, you have to let like, you know, people in hardcore, like younger people like be themselves, which is like, you know, a lot of people have a hard time with want to give like kids like a hard time. And it's kind of like, eh, you know, they'll figure it out or they won't, man. I don't know. Like, yeah, no, I, I totally get that because you, you never really know who's actually down for it. It's only like for me, like I've kind of found through my time with being around only time will tell because like there's been people who I looked exactly. at. I mean, you can't you can't anticipate you can't mm-hmm. like um, you can't like clutch your pearls and kind of be like, oh, no, yeah, this kid, he's not going to be. I'm just like, I mean, hey, man, he either is or he isn't. It doesn't really, you know, you can't you can't you can't change it. So. Yeah, and and it's like but you can be, you know, you can be welcoming and like, you know, uh, like, you know, you you can foster a good environment for people that they'll want to stick around and want to stay around and want to like repeat, you know, these like traditions and things like that. Hundred percent, because there's there's people that I you know who I think about sometimes. I'm like, man, where are they? Because I I just see these people I here locally at like every show. And then just one day they're just up and gone. I was like, damn, they either died or they legit just dropped out, which is crazy. <laughs> they, they, they apparated, bro. They're gone. <laughs> they just disappeared into the atmosphere. 
Yeah, crazy. But okay, yeah, um, no, definitely funny. So, so shout out Broken Vow, doing awesome stuff. But um, I, I saw um on your Instagram, um, obviously you had posted some of the stuff from, uh, or you you posted the shirts from the fest and had uh, the the little spread. But I saw um there was uh, the wreckage tapes. Um, and I, I'm not sure what the connection is there between uh you guys. Um, so wreckage is they're, they're my favorite like Connecticut hardcore band that's not all watching uh, <laughs> but really, they're, they're my favorite um, it's so Noah the singer of Wreckage was actually at the fest he's awesome he's like younger guy maybe 21 wait um, he was at FYA yeah 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 that's he, crazy he was hanging out with me for a while um, he's sick he's like kind of just the man he's just like an enthusiastic younger guy he's not like obviously super young but he's just like an enthusiastic guy who just kind of like just really likes hardcore just really likes being there it's not like uh he's not like i don't he's not pretending to like a bunch of like old bullshit he doesn't care about he's just like oh no i just like being at hardcore shows and going to shows and like seeing my friend fans and like you know he just actively likes hardcore which is very cool and like refreshing um but yeah so it's he's a singer and he he's like very good uh but matt the guitar player almighty watching who's he's a few years younger than me but he's definitely a few years older than noah he's the guitar player of wreckage and kind of like keeps the ship moving, I guess, kind of like, mm-hmm. and the, the rest of those guys are sick too. They're all like, you know, friends of mine. They, um, the, the other guitar player and the drummer both play in this power bound band kidnapped who are like pretty good from Connecticut also. And then like, I don't know if they actually have a bass player, but Dante from anxious has been playing bass the last like times that I've seen them. Shout out anxious. They're about to go on a crazy tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, Wreckage is like the most like regular ass hardcore band. Like that's why they're good. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like they they're not trying to do anything like crazy. They just want to play like and it's like it's maybe it's a little unfair to them, but it's like it really it draws comparison to like the Fury like like demo seven inch kind of stuff. But also mixed in with like the later stuff because that's like. I could pull out like a thousand like you know random influences and say that like that's what they're influenced by, but like mm-hmm. probably not. <laughs> unfortunately, you know, not unfortunately, but you know, they they are into like modern hardcore, but it's it's like very tasteful. Definitely kind of like yeah, like Inside Out, Wide Awake, I guess is probably probably more fair to them. Yeah, so I had seen like a bunch of like the the anxious dudes and like other friends from that area wearing like wreckage merch. But you know, I was like, Oh cool. Maybe it's just some band I never heard of. And I, I didn't really think anything of it, but one day I was just going through my Spotify and I don't even know how, but they just popped up on like my homepage, like, Oh wreckage. I'm like, Oh cool. Like this, uh, you know, might be the time that I actually check them out. And I listened to them. I'm like, Holy shit. I actually really like this. I can't believe like this hasn't been on my radar outside of seeing some friends wearing their merch. But I yeah, listen. They really got they really got like hamstrung by the whole pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. Like they were just about to start like really playing a lot, and they do play a, a pretty fair amount. But they're they are like a pretty busy band of guys. But they they do try like to get out there as much as possible, and I try and like you know get them out there as much as possible. Well, we need them in California, and that that yeah, is me being biased. Yeah. I would love wreckage in Southern California at some point. I mean, here's the thing. Hopefully they, I think they have like a really youthful energy, which is like dope. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just kind of the thing where like, if they can focus it and like actually do like, a, you know, a, more than three songs, they would be, they would like crush it. 
So it's it's kind of like my goal right now is I'm like pushing them. But between Almighty watching stuff, we're all like very tight. You know what I mean? We use the same practice space. We're all the same person. So I, you know, between both bands, I really do try and push them also to be like, yo, you should get some songs done and we'll see like what can happen, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like what what they've put out, and especially uh, the second demo, I, I love those like group of songs. I, oh, I, dude, it's, it's, no, that, that that stuff is like, yeah, it, that stuff starts really, really a step up. Mm-hmm. So I, I I am curious to see like what they will do next because it's like obviously um, the only way demo was cool. Demo two, like you know, the, the progression was awesome. So now I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what's next? Are they gonna do like an like an EP? Yeah, um, I'm I'm very much in that corner of. Uh, of like pushing them to like further that sound that they did on the the, the, the two tape just because like i think it could really really do something i think connecticut needs a band like that like it's it's kind of for like every man kind of thing every person mm-hmm. it's like you know no matter what you're into you, you can find something you do like about it without it being like you know nonsense like weird like you know like mixed genre hardcore mm-hmm yeah for sure and i i just feel like yeah you, you nailed it with their sound like uh everybody can get into it but uh so great band uh also hope the best for them but also at uh swb there was another connecticut uh harker band that played uh, last straw obviously i feel like um they're probably not going to be as active um hopefully i'm speaking out of turn i hope they are get super active at some point but obviously they play in anxious but I, i'm just curious yeah, uh, on <laughs> i'm just curious about um, your opinion on, on that band because i love last uh, no, Rod. I, cool. I don't think they i mean yeah i don't think they think they're doing anything crazy you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're just like i'll tell you a fun, I mean, I'll, like i'll tell you like a funny story that's like i mean I, I don't know if i've ever told even them this um so you know i they used to book shows in Connecticut, like few and far between, just for like friends' bands on tour and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Anxious is the only Anxious and Kidnapped actually were the only bands I would ever like have opened the shows because I'm just like, I don't know. There were I knew Kidnapped, so I was like, oh okay, like they're cool. They're just like power violence. I like power violence, like with like a really like hardcore kind of like element to it. And but I had never heard Anxious, and I had booked them on a show, and I think it was so I was booking Eco Strike and Magnitude because I was on the tour. So it ended up being like the show ended up being like Eco Strike, Magnitude, Search for Purpose, Spine, Rules Them All, I think, <laughs> and Anxious. And initially, Anxious told me they couldn't do it, and I was so bummed. And I almost had to put some like horrible bands on it, like some band that like some dude like messaged me the link on Instagram was like, "Yo, my band would love to play this." I was like, "Well, I need a band to play it, so this is about to be it." And uh, so whatever, and I. I had never heard anxious, but I had seen like pictures of them. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this kid's wearing a chain of strength shirt. Like they have to be awesome. Like they have to just be like, you know, like, uh, like they, they must've been pretty young at this point. So I was like, Oh, this is like a little kid. Like you threw band. Like, that would be so cool. And they're from like, like Stanford, Fairfield County area, which is like where all of those like kind of bands were from in the eighties. So it was just like a cool thing. And I was like, Oh, this is gonna be awesome. I never heard them. And, uh, so I had like gotten in touch with them all, like, you know, having to like hit people and be like, yo, how do I get in touch with your kids? And they were like, oh, thanks for asking, man, but we like can't, like whatever. And I was like, fuck. But then they ended up hitting me back like way later, being like, yo, actually we can do it. We like move some stuff around. And I was like, all right, cool, like whatever. And I still haven't heard them. And I can't remember if it was like right before the show or at the show. I was just like, oh no, they're just like an emo band. Like this is, I was, I've been taken for a ride on this. <laughs> I mean, I still think I think they're awesome. Like, don't get me wrong, but it definitely mm. was like a really like 
funny, shocking thing. So last straw is straight up like what I thought anxious was before I heard them. That's comedy, but it's cool. Well, at least they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. like a funny, like weird, like situation that doesn't really happen too much anymore, you know? Cause like everybody knows everything. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's wild. But props to them or props to anxious. They're, uh, obviously on, on this uh, crazy trajectory as well because um, obviously they just got signed. Oh, dude, their new songs are incredible. Like, I mean, they they they're a band that like I can say this without even like remotely not meaning it. They just get better and better. It, it's really crazy. It, it's uh, crazy for me to watch because obviously, like, I've uh, been following them pretty early on. Like Grady, I think Grady when he came on the podcast the first time he was still in high school, um, but. But to see them finally getting out there, because like I, I saw them uh, more recently when they came through with Koyo, and that was just like wow, like these these guys have this crazy reaction. Uh, it's just gonna get crazy from here on out. And obviously, their new records on the way. They're about to do this full U.S. tour with uh, you know Knuckle Puck, and I, I forget who else was on it. But um, it, it's yeah, it's just going up for them, and I I don't really see where it ends for them because I feel like they have so much potential and they're so young. So. Th- it's, it's, yeah, exactly. it's cool to watch that's, that's, that's a, what comes back to like supporting people who are young is like I don't know I always felt like I had to support them no matter what mm-hmm. which is like you know rightfully so they're like there's really they're the nicest guys in the fucking world but it's I don't know it's just one of those things like I don't know they, they were gonna do it regardless of what anybody thought but like that's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, if you give some kids like a chance in your scene, not saying this is, has nothing to do with like me. I'm not saying it's like, oh yeah, I, I got them where you know, not not in any possible possible way. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, uh, I can be stubborn, and it's kind of like if I had ignored them, like I wouldn't know about them, and then like you know, whatever, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be privy to being like, oh yeah, like I've seen this, I saw this band like a long time ago, and it's really cool to see where they've gone. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're only gonna do great things. So it's kind of like it would it would it would suck to miss that, you know, 100%. And especially since they're they're local to you and it, it doesn't hurt to, you know, to, to help out. No, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, like it only did me favors having them on shows. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they were like excited to be there, which is like more than you can say about a lot of fucking people. Yeah. People's egos are so strange. Especially like in the hardcore space, I'm just like I I don't get it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like man, all this shit's really pathetic. You, you really can't uh, don't think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people get people get really people can get really strange. But for the most part, I, I like to um, the majority of people that I've met uh, ha- have been great. But there are still some weirdos out there. Yeah, of course, of course. So. Uh, as far so I, I'm glad we got to cover uh, those um, like younger bands and I'm sure they're, they're more out there I just haven't uh, figured them out so please don't uh, no you probably, you probably got you got most of them man uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> let, thank you you know b- before we completely move on give me two seconds let me think it's like maybe there's like one more that I'm like forgetting that is like really sick um, nope that's pretty much all okay alright I'll take your word for that but um, okay so the record uh, all mind watching Dallas has been out for uh, you know a, a little bit the records aren't in yet but um, where does where, where, where does the band go from here uh, obviously you, you mentioned you have like a, a couple things lined up but are you trying to um, get busy with the band like be a little more ambitious when it comes to playing shows or are you already started writing the, the next record 
No, but showing up to the shows we already have booked is a is a pretty big uh, pretty big number on the checklist. I'll be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> now here's the thing: we, they they've been writing songs. Um, that when we when we had to cancel the the trip or whatever for FYI, they they were pretty diligent about being like, all right, well, if we're not going, we're gonna hang out and we're gonna like write songs. Mm-hmm. So they have been writing songs. Um, ideally, I just want to stay consistent. You know what I mean? Um, not like. I, I like I said, I have, dude, I have no crazy ambitions for the band. I don't want to go on like like three month tours or anything or like, you know, play anywhere super crazy. That like anything that is like possible is cool. But like I'm not gonna like stretch myself thin trying to like piece together a fucking four week tour of the Midwest. Like I don't care. Um so right now it's we're gonna play the shows we have and uh we're gonna take shows, you know, up until the summer and then hopefully one summer hits the thing is Matt is the guitar player is a teacher the rest of us don't have like solid jobs mm-hmm. so not like solid jobs the jobs that require like you know you to be there every single day um to teacher so basically try and do you know a few shows a month for the next like three four months and then when summer hits hopefully be able to do like a week or something we've been talking to people about doing some weekends too in the spring that you know like fall on like you know school holidays and stuff so Hopefully, hopefully that that comes together. It, it, everything so far has been weird and like kind of serendipitous in the sense that like eh, one door closes, another opens, <laughs> and mm. like things things just kind of line up well enough for us. Like the terror show being on the day our record was going to come out was like too good to be true. I think so. It's kind of like you know, unfortunately, it didn't happen. But really, we we do like things have been working at a pretty good pace and like we, we're not going to like exhaust ourselves like I I don't need to play five shows a month or whatever so but I, I do like playing and like I like playing with my friends I like being at shows so it's like you know as much as possible is what we'll do okay well I'm happy to hear that about Almighty Watching but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Out for Justice uh, how's how's that band going are, are there any plans any uh, new music okay. No, um, one piece been trying to get me play like random shows for the last like week. Just keep being like, "Yo, we got a show, play this show." I go, well, "We're not gonna do that. I don't want to do that at all." Uh, no, it's cool. We'll probably play in, in the summer. I do imagine like at least a show. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's cool. I mean, we we almost played FYA just to, to like cause it was like funny, but uh, it, it's just it, it was just like too chaotic. Uh, but yeah, we we have that record that just came out. It's like um, I don't know when that came out, but. Yeah, not so long ago, and uh, I think it did pretty well, like way better than it should have. <laughs> so it would it would suck to not play like one show. Um, I know that. Okay, there was a whole thing with like Lumpy was gonna play in England without me, without any of us, and uh, just because it was like you know ridiculous. And I don't know if that's happening anymore, but you know it was it was a pretty funny idea for you know in itself. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> who was gonna fill in? Do you know who the other members were supposed to be? Uh, yeah, like like people from Despise and stuff, and like Morning. Interesting that <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, it would have been would have been something. Probably, I honestly probably ended up being like members of Sanction too. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was just funny. I mean, I was down for Adam Care. I don't like. I'm not like super precious about the band. It's, mm-hmm. it's like good and stuff. But. Okay. Well, th- that is crazy because I didn't know that there was a chance that you guys could have played um, this past weekend. Uh, 
that would have been a, a, a cool surprise thing because obviously you know there, there were some bands that hopped on that weren't on the flyer yeah yeah uh i mean we never even asked bob but you probably been okay with it um but yeah it was it was cool like it was it would have been funny but it, you know it's fine that it didn't happen to be honest with you <laughs> Yeah, and now looking back at that set from FYA Seven back in 2020, it's like, yeah, I guess because people like you know, I, I talked to like Jay and um, some other people, and they're like, yeah, that, that's probably gonna be like a rare time to to see that band because it might not happen again. So, and looking back, it's like, yeah, I haven't had a chance or an opportunity to, to catch you guys live since I, then. We, that was we didn't we we didn't we never played a show after that, so that's probably our last show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, damn. Kyle, maybe we'll have a reunion at FYA ten or something. You know, you know, I I, I got to thinking about that because obviously, um, uh, the next FYA is FYA um, nine, which I don't want to, uh, you know, skip over it. But you got to think, uh, the year after that, it's the ten years of the fest happening. Th- there has to be some crazy stuff for for just that particular year. So we, I'm we pretty can curious. only hope it doesn't make it that far, man. Really. <laughs> For everybody's sake, you know. <laughs> well, I'm I'm hoping uh, by then um, we haven't gotten uh, taken over by China, because um, I you know have this uh, you know this vision of the future you know, where anything, anything, anything can really happen, bro. You know, really. We... <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and in a couple of years, Kyle, like we, you and I could be speaking Chinese because we're going to be. Um, I mean, cool. FY might be better. I'll be honest with you. We'll see. Uh, well, I hope by then I'm in the metaverse. Uh, you know, 100. percent I think that's where I want to end up. Yeah, I'll, I'll be plugged in, that's for sure. Okay. Well, Kyle, I, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this because obviously it, it was great to have you back on the podcast and to hear about everything you have going on. But before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say? Um, I don't know. Uh, keep People just, you know, keep an eye out for the, the, the it's schemehardcore.com. It's pretty fucking easy. But keep an eye out. We, uh, we have records. Uh, Euro distros are being like put in touch soon hopefully so if you're in Europe you want to order we just didn't want to like take orders for mm. that stuff just for like shipping reasons um, so that uh, there's a search purpose tape that should be out uh, maybe the end of the month and then they have a remaster of their LP that's just going to be online we don't have anything to do with that but it's, it is it sounds sick and it's cool um, yeah I mean just keep an eye out for anybody watching if you're like a fan or whatever or like just someone who wants to like do a show with us just get in touch i guess we have instagram that we were, we were forced to make the instagram for for spotify reasons we don't you know we don't i don't need another account to monitor mm-hmm. um but you know it's a good way i guess for people to get in touch with us because we also don't check the email um, but yeah that's, that's pretty much it man all right well seriously thank you again for your time thank you everybody for tuning in goodbye <laughs>